A.W. Pink said, It is not the absence of sin, but the grieving over it which distinguishes the child of God from empty professors. Welcome in. This is Religionless Christianity. I am your host, Spencer. This is my beautiful wife, Nikki. And we've got a, hopefully a good topic to bring up with you guys today as we get ready to head into the weekend. So before we get started, honey, is there anything you would like to say? Well, we finally uh, figured out the homeschool curriculum and we ordered it today. And I just want And they prayers. had a discount. Oh, yeah. Praise they God for discount. discounts. <laughs> that was good because they're all pretty pricey, but it's the whole curriculum for four kids for the full year. So, yeah, just pray for the grace of God to be on us to dive into this with four kids in our little townhouse. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even that smart. How am I supposed to teach other kids oh stop we'll you figure can it out teach them the word of god by the grace everything of god. else so <laughs> yep pray for us in that and homeschooling that our kids will be raised up in the way they should go and then as always please like and subscribe make sure you're following us on your podcasting platform whatever that happens to be uh, jump on the discord we'd love to hear from you guys there um, pray for you praise with you all that sort of stuff. Uh, the website is up again. If you haven't checked that out, we'd love to have you go check that out and then let us know what you think of it, what we should add, what we should take away, whatever happens to be, we're open. And then the last big praise that I have is, uh, it's kind of something that we care about, but we finally got a Spotify ad approved. <laughs> we, we've been trying to get, you know, it's hard to get a podcast promoted and get your face and your voice out there. And we've tried with Spotify many times in the past and they always reject it. And this time they finally approved it. So praise God. If you're listening on Spotify, thank you. If you're not, praise God anyway. So anywho, today, you know, we are trying to stick with the plan and, you know, there haven't been any real major wars breaking out. There haven't been any viruses weaponized in a Chinese lab, unleashed on the planet, as far as we know. Although we don't know where Dr. Fauci is, so we can't guarantee that there are none coming. Uh, but it is Friday, and we are trying to make this Friday thing a focus on good news, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. Kind of sending you guys into the weekend with a positive attitude, hopefully. But don't worry, because come Monday, we'll get right back into the gut-wrenching, disgusting uh, infiltration of homosexuality into our church. So you won't have to wait long before we get back to it. <laughs> but today we are kind of discussing the notion that the good news of Jesus Christ isn't just for sinners. It's for the prodigal sons as well. And, you know, we wanted to talk about this after we watched episode six of The Chosen. Um, and if you aren't watching The Chosen, why? You're missing out. Like, come on, dude. Watch <laughs> The Chosen. What are you watching? Netflix? Come on. So that's where we kind of came up with the idea. Um, but in that episode, in episode six, sort of the focus of that episode was on Mary, 
Um, Mary, yeah, Mary Magdalene, as she had sort of started her walk with Christ and she fell back into her old life of sin and then sort of the difficulties that she faced in coming back from that sin that she'd fallen back into. So that's kind of where the idea came from. It was kind of Nikki's brainchild here that she wanted to dive into on a Friday. So, well, I know that doesn't like talk about that in scripture. I just want to no, bring up I mean, the there's chosen. a little creative there's, license there. Yeah. Like you're not going to see that when you read scripture, but it was. But I mean, it's human nature, right? We all yeah. fall away and, you know, have to repent and come back. Like it's less realistic that Mary followed Jesus and never sinned again than what they showed in that show. Right. There's in my mind. could she, have happened, but yeah. they're good lessons. So I know we, we do talk a lot about sin on uh, lately on this podcast. So I thought it'd be good for our Positive Friday um, to just take a break and um, just talk about the forgiveness of God. And if you have fallen away, you can return to God. But I don't think we would talk about sin so much if it wasn't so rampant in the churches and the churches being lukewarm and so tolerant we wouldn't be just so like worked up over it talking about it all the time so i was thinking man maybe we come across really harsh toward the church but i feel like we're warning people it is serious so yeah we, we might just... come across harsh but i think that's needed at a time like now i mean you wouldn't spend a we wouldn't spend this much time and effort and thought in all the stuff that we put into this if we didn't care. Right. Like we want a strong, vibrant, like Christ-centered church. Not just for us, but the world needs it. So, you know, I think kind of we've lost in part of the reason why we have these lukewarm churches where sin is just being allowed to sort of run rampant is because I think a lot of the pastors have sort of lost the idea that they're supposed to be shepherds. Mm-hmm. Like that's sort of your calling as a pastor. To know your sheep. Yeah, like you're not there to be a celebrity, you know, a fundraiser for a new building. You know, you're a shepherd, and you're supposed to be sort of leading your church in the ways of righteousness. And, you know, we've talked about a lot of you know, pastors that we've seen in our lives and stuff that have fallen into sin, and, you know, you're dragging your church down with the, with you. So. Yeah. Um, there's obviously still some that do, obviously, you know, we're not broad brushing all the churches, but I think if more pastors took up this mantle of shepherd, like they Mm -hmm. used to, we wouldn't have quite the mess that we do now. Yeah. And I was thinking, especially since COVID, um, happened and churches were closing their doors and fear was just being pushed. And there's still a lot of people in several of the churches we've attended or visited just in the past year that we were told that there's people who were coming who still aren't back in church. Well, some of them don't come because, you know, they have some other illness going on and it, you know, if they get COVID, it could be really bad. So I, I understand that, but at the same time, um, Satan is still going to use that opportunity to attack people spiritually. But if you have fallen away from the Lord, maybe you are under a false teaching, maybe your pastor isn't the greatest and uh or maybe you just fell away just on your own um we just want to remind you that you can come back to the lord that's what this episode is about it's about the good news 
Yeah, I feel like we should caveat. If you've listened to our previous episode where we talked about sort of this homosexuality and what we're going to get more into on Monday, that, you know, this sort of infiltrated the church and you might have been part of this teaching where, like, you've given into this and you've begun to feel okay about it. But it's a lot of other sins, too. Like, you can come back. The gospel is still for you. The Mm gospel is for that person. Now, I know we can't talk about positives without the negatives. And you have to talk about the ultimate negative to bring up the ultimate positive. And that news is that Jesus came and died for sinners. And that includes you're saved, but you fall back into sin. That's what we're talking about. Because I know we've gone after the church a lot, and you might feel condemned like, Mary did in that episode six, like thinking, I can't return to him. He's already forgiven me. I can't turn back to him. But when she turned back to him, he welcomed her with open arms. He was glad she came back. And I just thought, how many people have turned to God um, and turned to Jesus and fell away and feel like they can't turn back? And I want you guys to know you can turn back. And the point is that the Holy Spirit will convict you of sin. And if you have conviction, that is a sign you belong to God. The Holy Spirit hasn't left you. So praise God, you belong to him if you have sorrow for your sin, because conviction is a gift from God. And he corrects those he loves. So if you don't feel shame for your sin, you are not a child of God. Yeah, and that's kind of the good news that we wanted to highlight in this episode. Um, Like she talked about kind of contrasting that ultimate bad news, which is an eternity separated from God. Um, But, you know, the ultimate good news, like we mentioned, is that the gospel and Jesus came to save you. Um, But we wanted to sort of address it in light of brothers and sisters in the faith that have probably, you know, they've believed but maybe they've fallen back, like she said, or they've fallen away. They've given into old sins. Um, and that ultimate, like that good news for you is the gift of repentance. Like she said, you, the Holy Spirit can convict you and you can be brought back to repentance, which puts you in right standing with God. Yeah, and the scripture that goes along with that is Hebrews 12, 5 through 8. It says, Have you forgotten the exhortation that addresses you as sons? My son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, nor be weary when reproved by him. For the Lord disciplines the one he loves and chastises every son whom he receives. It is for discipline that you have to endure. God is treating you as sons. For what son is there whom his father does not discipline? If you are left without discipline in which all have participated, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. So conviction is to draw you back to the cross. It is good. We're going to go through that our whole Christian walk. We're going to, because we're always going to sin, and the Holy Spirit is going to convict us. It's the, that's the Father disciplining us, and that is a loving thing. It is not a condemning thing. 
It is good. Just as parents discipline their children, it doesn't feel good in the moment to the child, but they learn that that is a loving thing to do. So when I sin, and hopefully I, you know, I try to uh, repent (laughs) immediately. Like when I feel that conviction, it might not be something serious, but I feel like the Holy Spirit makes it serious in my heart, but to others, it might not be a big deal. So hopefully every time I say every time, but I'm sure it isn't that I just confess my weaknesses and ask God to make me strong where I'm weak and aware of where I start to fall. Like what are those thought patterns? And just I ask him for help and just taking my thoughts captive so I don't let it go where my mind might start judging somebody, uh, coveting or complaining. Like one little thought can just go that far and become a, a sin in your mind, you know, and you start complaining or things like that, you know. Yeah, but I mean, you got to be open to that correction that you feel that conviction and realize that that's the Holy Spirit you know, drawing you back to that place of repentance. And we were kind of talking about this earlier today, like why others don't do that in the Christian church. Like we talked about the girl last week who's, you know, learned to accept her identity as a queer Christian or whatever. And like, she's just ignored, you know, she took all of the like discipline in correction that she was receiving from the church and just pushed it away and went and found somebody that would mm-hmm. affirm her right. and like why they don't see this discipline of the Lord, mm-hmm. you know, maybe like it's in their mind, it's God is not being a good father, you know, when they discipline or when he disciplines you, um, or they might even like this bisexual, uh, Christian, right? She doesn't even acknowledge that she has anything to be convicted for. If you convict her, you're the one that's wrong. Or you, you tell her that she should be convicted. Mm-hmm. Um, and going back, to, I think it's kind of what we've been talking about, this idea that we've been fed this gospel of cheap grace. Um, and like all you have to do, you know, is raise your hand, go down to the altar, say a prayer, and now you're in, right? You just got to wait for your blessings to show up. Um, and you can just continue on in this sin. So even if you feel conviction, you stiff arm it long enough that you just don't even, it doesn't really register anymore. You become hardened to the conviction. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, so anything that does come that may be disciplined to you, like you don't even understand it anymore. Um, yeah, you don't even realize God, that that's maybe. God drawing you back mm-hmm. to himself. So it's I think a, it'll either like, make you mad at God and turn away from him because of that false gospel. They were told, like you said, oh, just wait for your blessings to come and and all that. But we are called to be holy, and that's what's going on with the conviction. Um, the Holy Spirit is um, making us new creations in, in Christ. You know, we're supposed to be conformed. <laughs> To his image. So in the verse that I had up that goes along with that, First Peter uh, chapter 1, verses 14 through 16 says, As obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct, since it is written, You shall be holy, for I am holy. So 
we're his children. We, like I have said that before, we represent him. Like people look at you and they know that's God's kid. They act like different from the world. (laughs) So, and the good news um, is that we can overcome sin. That is the purpose of the Holy Spirit. And he's called the helper. He, in the verse with that, I'm just going to, instead of explaining it, and I like to give you guys verses. Um, I think, yeah, I didn't write this one down. This one, yeah, this is from John. He's, uh, Jesus is talking to his disciples, and he says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. So he doesn't call us to be holy without his help. That's the purpose. (laughs) So if you ask him, he's a good father. He gives good gifts to his children. So if you're struggling in a certain area and you need help, that's what the Holy Spirit is there for. (laughs) So when when we sin and and we're convicted, that is the whole purpose of Jesus being uh, the high priest he sits at the right hand of God, and he's also called the advocate. So when we sin and we confess, we are forgiven right away. And I know in the Old Testament, they used to have to, you know, the priests used to have to sacrifice animals every time people sinned. It was like over and over again a sacrifice, and Jesus did the one sacrifice. No more sacrifices. He's there forgiving us. So... That's an amazing reality that he forgives over and over again. And so when we neglect his help, we grieve the Holy Spirit. Um, That is the greatest gift. Uh, He's the guarantee of eternal life. He will raise us up at the last day. So God has given us salvation and the helper to sanctify us. It is his work. It's already paid for. So why would we reject this? And I'd say pride and i would say it's most certainly pride um you know like a lot of christians might admit that yeah we need a savior to get us into heaven but like here on this earth i got this right like i'm good i don't need the helper right helping me all the time every day and all my thoughts i got this you know so it's pride i would say and you know it's obviously a false idea and even c.s lewis wrote about this and he said pride was the greatest sin uh, because pride leads to all other sins. He even made note in his book that, like, you can even have pride and humility. You know, if you're walking around like, I'm the most humble person I've ever <laughs> met. Like, nope, you're a prideful person, you know, kind of a thing. So, you you know, you, I would say it's probably pride that in large part keeps us away from, you know, accepting like you don't what the be, Holy Spirit is there to do for us. Yeah, you don't want to be corrected. You don't want to be told you're wrong. I think it is pride. And God just wants our heart, our heart to be humble. And Psalm 51 says, The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. Oh, God, you will not despise. So he doesn't want your works. He wants you to admit your weaknesses and he wants to help you. And you will overcome. I think just keeping that humble heart before him and confessing your sins with one another and 
we all know we all have the same struggle, all, all of the same enemy. So I don't know why we really judge each other at all. So the good news is the good news over and over throughout our lives. So it doesn't ever get old. Like we need it every day. We need to remind ourselves that we can repent every day because we're going to keep sinning and we're going to keep repenting, but we're going to grow more into his image, like from glory to glory. Yeah, and scripture says, now the Lord is the spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the spirit. So we are, because we're called to be holy, and we will be changed from glory to glory. You will have a testimony of the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. Like you're going to look back years later and say, I used to live like that and I used to sin that way and I don't desire it anymore because you humbled your heart and allowed the Holy Spirit to change you. Absolutely. And as we get ready to end this episode, um, I just wanted to mention, like we all know the parable of the prodigal son, right? You know, he comes back home, but there's an excellent parable right before that in Luke chapter 15, and it's the parable of the lost coin. And I'm just kind of paraphrasing here, but it says that, uh, and this is obviously Jesus teaching, he said, who um, having 10 coins, if they lose one, won't turn on or won't light the lamp and sweep the house. And when they find the coin, rejoice and like, you know, celebrate with their neighbors, telling them I found the coin that I had lost And I was like, what a great verse for this message today, because in order to lose the coin, you had to have had it in the first place, right? It doesn't say that he just found a random coin. So if you're this coin that has slipped from, slipped away from Christ and you've backslidden, fallen away, he's telling you, he's turning on the lamp, he's sweeping the floor, he's finding you, he's coming for you. So be attentive to that conviction that's in your heart. Um, don't shy away from it. Don't let pride send you to hell because it will, it will keep you on that wide path and don't do it. Jesus has the light on. He's sweeping the floor. (laughs) Um, and he's ready to have a party when you come back home. So, uh, man, just pray, be prayerful, be mindful of the conviction that comes over you Mm -hmm. because it's there for a reason. It's to bring you back. It's not to judge you. That conviction is God's love. Look at it that way, please. Yeah, so this Friday's message is the gospel is good news for sinners and is good news for brothers and sisters that have backslidden. So that's all we got for you guys today. We love you. God bless.